Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily Podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trap nerds, trap nerds, real nerds like you never heard. We in this piece. Welcome, 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 welcome to the Trap Nerds Podcast Episode 41. Got an incredible, incredible episode for you today. We're going to be reviewing a Spider-Man No Way Home trailer. We're also going to be talking about King Richard. And we have a very special guest, MasterChef Top 10 finalist Lexi Rogers will be joining us later on today. All of this and more on the Trap Nurse Podcast. All right, let's get into it. Yeah. Oh my God! I knew, they, I knew they were gonna show Toby and Andrew though. I knew it. I knew, <laughs> they, I, I knew it was no, no. They did, but they CGI'd somebody out. I didn't actually yeah, watch. They CGI'd both of them out. They but li- lizard, somebody punched the somebody shit out. Lizard. Yeah, they was all three fighting them in that uh, scene. So they yeah, that last scene you can tell because the villains are all looking at different directions. Yep. Right. So I knew they were gonna show them. I knew they were gonna show them. They you didn't want to give us what they didn't. They didn't want to give us that treat this early, man. You I knew know, that was gonna happen. It's some nerdy motherfuckers out there because they was they caught a lot of shit in that one fucking trailer, bro. Did y'all see that? I'm I mean, a nerd too because I will pause and stuff. I will pause. Uh, okay, and yeah, I was. Stuff. I saw the trailer for what it was. I was like, okay, then moving on. I didn't. I was like, God, I'll pause. I'll pause. Pause. A lot of stuff. I was pausing and uh, playing it at slow uh, playback speed and everything, man. I was, I was trying everything to find. Okay, everything. so what was the top random clips that caught y'all eyes during the uh, during the preview? Oh, Jamie Foxx, yeah, Electro he's got his old costume, freaking. He had, the, he costume. had the comic book, the cartoon costume on and everything, okay. man. The mask. It looked it looked cooler than it did in the cartoon because in the cartoon it was so dumb looking. I did not like Electro costume in the cartoon. Yeah. It went it loud. You know, he had the yellow and green shit. Yeah, 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 that shit was not hot. That big old star on his head. It was not threatening. So I, they did do it better, man. Okay. What caught my eye was like I said, the last scene where you could tell that they all fighting different people. Yep. I like how they had MJ fall like Emma Stone did. Uh, Gwen <laughs> hey, but and, you uh, gotta think. Other. You gotta think. Kristen Dunst did that same shit too in the first mm-hmm. Spider-Man too. Yeah. There's no way in the world that she gonna die though. I bet. Yeah. I bet Andrew Garfield gonna save him. Andrew Garfield, Peter Parker probably gonna save him. And yeah, uh, you know, Gwen Stacy the only one that can die type shit. Yeah. 
I honestly, also, honestly, like this is probably a stretch. I don't feel like Miles Morales is gonna be in that movie, bro. Hey, but all right, that that would be a surprise. Now that you say that, did y'all start reading that? Uh, when Tom Holland was like talking about like what he said. He said if he's still doing Spider Man by the, At the time age of 30. he in his thirty, he failed. Type shit, he fucked up. Mm-hmm. I think that's incorrect. I saw that. I saw that too. I don't. I don't believe that. I think he has some of his best arcs as an older Spider-Man. That too on some shit. But it's like I, I guess feeling. I, I think he feel like you know he want like with the Uncharted shit. He he want to do because he he said working for doing the Uncharted movie was way harder than doing Spider-Man because it was like you know she, he got to be athletic. But he was like in the Marvel shit. He straight CGI a lot. So I I I understand. But it's like one of them, uh, nigga. Just be Spider Man for life, bro. Don't just I do serious movies and shit. He did, but, but he he did say thirty. He's like twenty one, so that's like almost ten years from now. So, but look at how they movies span out, though. You're right. I agree with Tony. It's just a disservice that we never get to see Spider Man in the cinematic uh, universe and yeah. the older arcs. We never get to see that right. man because they all quit by the time they uh, twenty five right. or whatever. We never get to see them arcs, man. It's, it's what I'm saying. He could Spider-Man. be the Spider-Man that actually he like you know what I'm saying. He in the perfect position to dead ass be that Spider-Man. You know what I'm saying? That yeah. go through the entire him being old without, right. and then you know with how the movie set up, they can make it actually do that because they do like four movies. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. each nigga got a movie every like three, four years. Yeah. So then, you know, by the time the series and shit go through, he gonna already be of age by the time some movie shit happen. So it's gonna be like, all right, we got older Spider-Man type shit because, you know, Tom Holland is gonna be aging because they, they kind of got it at the right time with him. Mm-hmm. Going back to the trailer, I just hope it's not too jam-packed like Spider-Man 3 was. Bruh, that I last hope, scene, ooh, that scene they showed shit. where Lizzie got kicked, I was like, yeah, that, that gave me Spider-Man 3 vibes. And this is kind of, and you gotta think, it, this is the third Spider-Man movie too. Yeah. It's the curse. It's, yeah, it's, it's the a repeat. It's a repeat. I hope they don't try to like jam pack too much stuff in there. I hope you I hope you get to see each character enough. It seemed like in the trailer they're doing a good job of letting you see each character, each villain and stuff, but I hope if they have room for all these villains, Doctor Strange, both all three Spider Mans it just it seems like it's gonna be hard to fit all in where they everybody get they do. It just seems oh, hard yeah. to me, man. I don't think Doctor Strange's that, role is gonna be that big in that movie. Honestly. No, it's big. Uh, you, you, it's I think he's big, yeah. She, yeah, he, yeah. He the one try, he the one trying to stop Peter from saving these dudes. So he, he, got, had, he got to have a big. Yeah, part. I got I got one more question too. Like, do y'all have what is y'all like? I say biggest conspiracy. Like, you feel like you know that's gonna happen in the MCU coming up. And probably I say the next five years. I think Armor Wars. Oh, the, I think they're gonna do the Armor Wars. That's I mean, what I did, think. They did confirm uh, Secret Wars. We already know that. That's that's not yeah. that's not a conspiracy. We already know that's happening. Yeah. So, we so, talking, uh, talking about stuff that that's you, there. That you want. Yeah, that's to there in the background already. Uh-huh. I think they're setting up the Young Avengers for sure. Oh, of course. Yeah, they they damn near got the team together. They just haven't they just haven't said anything about it. Yeah, but it's like it's yeah. obvious they're setting it up. Everybody getting shows. I think they're doing. Armor, I think we're gonna see uh, Galactus pretty soon. I and I see, see the, the Silver Surfer. Four. I think we're gonna see the Silver Surfer pretty soon too. In the MCU, okay, childish shit. I don't know why I feel like I feel like Doctor Strange gonna die. He gonna be the think next. So? Uh, he gonna be the next old nigga die. You know, the nigga that mentors people and shit. I, th- I think it's gonna be Hawkeye again. Like anybody I mean, cares about Hawkeye, Tony. Right. Nobody cares about Hawkeye. <laughs> I, what's wrong with Hawkeye? Nobody I mean, cares about. I, when I, I see, care about Hawkeye. When I hear anybody <laughs> talking about events, I never hear anybody bring up Hawkeye not one time. Him or Black Black Widow. Nobody I, cares about. I'm just forever mad at Avengers Disassembled when Hawkeye killed himself and he didn't have to and then House of M started and then he was brought back and niggas looking at Hawkeye like 
you know what you did like last week, right? And he had to go through the shit like, wait, I died. Wait, I died. Ah, type shit. But yeah, in the comments right now, Doctor Strange just died. So it's like. Isn't Hawkeye like uh, the, the mentor of the Young Avengers? Lord, I hope not. Kind of. Just a uh, He I, was the like. He was the. He was like they Batman like mentoring them. He was the covert nigga type shit. That'd be a worse decision than they did uh, when they made Mystique the mentor of the X Men. That'd be a worse decision than that. <laughs> Oh Cause you God. know, uh, girl, the girl Hawkeye was like part of Young Avengers, so that's why he was like around them a lot. Cause he kind of became all day mentoring when he was mentoring her type shit. Yeah, it's kind of sort of how. But no, nah, it was. Well, I know in the movie Hulk was like old man Hulk in the, in the uh, Young Avengers cartoon movie. He was yeah, older than Young that's, Avengers. That's kinda- that was later though type shit. It, they, you know, they retconned the fuck out shit a lot, but mm-hmm. I forgot how. I forgot who did it at first. Hey, matter of fact, it was Tony Stark. He started the Young Avengers, but that's weird. He did. Speaking back to what you think is coming in Marvel, they they probably gonna do Civil War too. Civil War, another two? one. Yeah, the Civil War too, because She Hulk is well, coming. X Men mm-hmm. is coming, so they oh, could. Yeah, yeah She Hulk is coming too, so they probably gonna do a Civil War. And Iron Ironheart, all these Young Avengers. They that's when they started. I mean, they put them in the Civil War too. Yeah. That's when they got reintroduced. Civil War and that, comic. And that's gonna be weird, Erdo. I mean, stop. The only thing, only thing, I don't know if they're gonna keep Captain Marvel this whole time. That's the only thing. But if they keep her the whole time, they'll do the Civil War thing again. Because I know she's in the Marvel. She, she, she's in the Marvel. But I don't know what she's gonna know, do after Marvel. Yeah, and that's why I say if it do mm-hmm. Civil War two, that's gonna be like that was the one where Cuz was uh predicting shit. Yeah, they, they had it to was do. A mutant. And you know they thought he was he was a mutant. And she tried to get Spider Man put in. She tried to get Mal Morales put in jail for something. Yeah, because I hated her. I hated her in that cup book series, bro. He predicted that Miles Morales was gonna kill Captain America, so it was like one of them. We need to go and like take care of this nigga type shit before he murk your ass. And it's like yep. we don't know if he gonna do it yet. Cause some of them like a few of most of them was right, but he did get like three of them wrong. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, and they weren't even visions. He was just those was. Just, I mean, they were vision. They weren't like he wasn't predicting the future. They were just visions that he was type having. shit. And, so, yeah, and, Kat, and she was basically the villain of that shit. So it's like treated Falcon like crap. Right. She was. That's why he's a simp. I mean, both Civil War, she was wilding. <laughs> Here we go. I just thought yeah. about that. Uh, Falcon is a simp. This Bro. <laughs> we bringing this back. He a big simp. We bringing this Ta- back. Wait a minute. Going back to the trailer, though. Did any of y'all have any parts of the trailer that just stood out in your mind? That, like, really stood out in your mind? Xavier? Um, I mean, that, that scene where they're on the bridge where, where uh, Doc Ock comes up and then Willem Dafoe pulls out his freaking, you know. Man, that his, voice, that voice had since shivers down my spine, man. That's yeah. Willem, Willem the friend. That's a, that's a, that's a good voice, man. I don't know. That's a great voice. I wish great he played Joker, voice. bro. I want him to play the Joker so Willem bad, Dafoe dude. is like one of my like favorite like thespian actors type shit. Like that nigga. Mm-hmm. He, he was in a uh, superhero movie. Like, cause you know them. Thespian type dudes, they kind of look down on superhero movies, and like he. Nah, and that's the. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's. I say it's like overseas. You know, married. You know, we grew up on this shit, so that's why you know niggas be happy as hell to get you know doing Avengers. If you part, nigga, you think they finna turn down a motherfucking me goddamn Marvel movie? Hell nah. You he loved that move. He loved that role in uh, Spider Man. Yeah, first he fucked with Norman Osborn, and he one of them niggas like if you offer me this shit and it's like I, like a fictional character, he's diving into that shit. Uh-huh. You can I tell because he did a good job. That was that was he one of the best Marvel shit. villains ever, man. Also, you know how Marvel villains got that good like they some big speakers, they some good talkers. I think I think he's gonna 
gonna right. be the talker in this movie. Like he gonna have some words. Yes, he, he, he's the one. Who's, yeah. He the one who's gonna manipulate Peter to save them. I bet he's the one who's gonna oh, manipulate. Oh yeah, I can see yeah. that. Tony, Tony, any parts stood out in this trailer to you? Uh, just that last scene. I honestly probably a hot take. I thought this trailer was kind of mid. I wasn't. I don't think it needed the second trailer. Be real. I think it was better than the first one though, because <laughs> it actually showed the story of this one. That's why I like this one better. Cause you you got you get to see the sense of what the story gonna be about. That's the only reason I like this one better. They didn't really show nothing though. They didn't really uh, break no big. Yeah, that's, that's why I felt like there was nothing. Uh, there was nothing really to it. There's just a few like confirmations, like Will and Defoe mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So you know it's gonna be lit, but they didn't really explain details of what's actually going they on. They just they just they just you know it's the gonna story. pop off though. Yeah. They just explain what the story gonna be about. That's all they really did in this trailer. Okay. Dre, Dre, anything pop out to you in this trailer? I, I didn't see it. I just saw you like. Didn't see the oh. Okay. One thing. That's why I was asking y'all like, what caught y'all yeah. attention and shit. Um, the suit he was wearing. I thought Ooh. it was the, uh, the the metal, the black one he was wearing. I, for, that was inside out. His suit is inside out. Oh really? Because I thought it was the yes. 1990s. They saying that they saying the breakdown. I saw saying that it's just his suit turned inside out. They saying that that his, I'm hearing that it's his suit turned inside out, and they're just the circuitry inside his suit. That's why it looked like that. That's what they saying. But I don't know if it's true or not. But why it gotta be inside out? I have no idea. What happened? What what happened? Did he waste coffee on we it? We don't know. Uh, he might have wasted coffee on it. <laughs> you never know. You never know. <laughs> I've done that at times. You know, you got you, like oh, remember the photo shoot when I wasted beer? That's why I had to not wear a shirt for the damn. Yeah. Then it ended, it ended up being a better decision. He was right? looking kind of fly I, with I, no I was, shirt I was, on. I was, too. I was fresh as hell. Yeah, you know, tatted. Yeah. Felt cool. Cool. It worked for the better. Uh, y'all got y'all got any worries about this movie at all? Any worries? Except for it being jam-packed, like we said before. Right. That's I mean, probably the only worry. Yeah, I just don't want it to be like Spider-Man 3, the Sam yeah. Raimi one. That was Sam Raimi. Yeah. 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 I, I can see the ambition that they have. I understand the ambition they have. If they put it together right, this could be a great movie. But After they did that know. last battle in Shang-Chi, I feel like they can they can pull it off. They just got to make it. Once again, what's my one? Make it make sense, y'all. Oh, I just looked at Shang-Chi again, man. All right, it's on yeah. Disney+. Plus, on Disney+. Yeah. Plus. Oh, it's on Disney+. Plus now. Oh. oh, good shit. It looked good on, on on small screen and big screen, too. I love movies that you That's can watch up. on small screen and big screen. Because I got to so. watch Shang-Chi again to make sure I went, you know, just tripping and shit. It's really good, man. It's I really good. I, like, I, I was satisfied with Shang-Chi. And then you, some stuff I didn't notice at the end. It's, it's a lot of martial arts going on at the end, too, that I didn't notice either. Bruh. So. When you start seeing that, it, it like it really comes together real good. Man. Like they choreographers for all this shit. Like and like they 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 did their research on certain shits. Yes, man. I, I like yes, the styles yeah. that they were using and everything, man. It was so good, man. Cause on, in the comic, like everybody used some different shit type shit. So and it's like they real deal had everybody's styles different. So I was like, okay, I see. You. All right. Cause when I first saw it, I was like, oh, this is just power stuff. Mm -hmm. But then when you look at it again. You see the martial arts inside of this? Uh, it's not just all CGI and power and stuff. Nah, they got actually doing martial arts dead ass, like running straight techniques. Yeah. <laughs> all right, we're going to go to a quick break. But when we come back, Eli has a small review of King Richard after this. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. 
the war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for deliverance. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So... How'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. <laughs> oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, And to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. And we are back. So, Eli, uh, he was able to watch King Richard. Is it King Richard? Yep. It's a lot of movies coming out type shit right Yeah, now. on HBO Max. And surprising like you gave me a surprisingly good review. So go ahead, go ahead with your uh If Baku like it. it, you know that's some rare shit right there, cuz. I Y'all hate that know. that's a I hate that that's now the scale for whether or not a movie is good as if he gives it a good score. Like, you know, point that's, that that's the natural wait a minute, wait a minute, Drake. Wait a minute, Drake. Have, have I ever steered you wrong on one movie? One no, movie or one no, show? I'm saying, no, you biased as fuck that times. And, like, I, I'm actually, like, you know, when I, when I was in college, you know, they, they kind of drilled that shit in me. So I know how to yeah. analyze shit. So I just be like, God damn it, Baku biased as fuck. But he right. But God damn, the way, uh, he, you right for the wrong reason type shit. Everybody know Will Smith been chasing this Oscar for a while. Since Ali, since Pursuit of Happiness. Wait, Third so time might be the charm. He still ain't got one. No, he ain't got one. He, he been dope. No, he was nominated. No, he wait, got one. The, wait. So, Cause I, the Leo, Leo finally got his. Got one, yeah. Leo got okay. He got, he okay. got like Bird movie. What was the name of that movie? The Revenant, the Revenant or something. Like that? Revenant, oh, okay, yeah. yeah, okay, good shit. The Revenant was. Lit. Well, he should have got it for Wolf of Wall, Wall Street. So no, he should. No, hey, it, no, if I got attacked by a bell, in the great words of mystical, 
If you see me in the woods fighting a bear, help the bear. Now help me. Don't help no bear. Help me. You know, nah. you know a bear. Dude. I like a challenge. <laughs> That's not a challenge. That's a clean sweep. <laughs> anyway, Myst- mystical from Louisiana, so he automatically stated all Louisiana niggas can beat the shit out of a bear. Ain't no bears in so, Louisiana though. Shit, <laughs> nigga, it was a bear on Grambling campus, nigga. Really? That's bears yes. in Louisiana. Yeah. What the fuck? Wrong? Yes. I'm not from Louisiana, Dre. Nigga, don't y'all got bears? Yes. In yeah, West do. Texas. You don't think motherfuckers migrate? But Texas big as hell, though. No, <laughs> and you think they don't fucking <laughs> migrate? Anyways, the review. <laughs> Third time might be a charm for Will Smith, man. This movie was one of his top five movies, I think. I'm putting it out there, one of the top of them. The way he acted in this movie was greatness, man. I like the mannerisms he used. Even though he didn't look, really look like Richard Williams, the mannerisms he used. He was like, he was a, he was like embodied the role to me, man. That, that was such a good part of this movie, man. This movie was about uh, Richard Williams, the Serena uh, uh, and Venus's father. The way that they train, the way that he trained them to become the champions that they are today. Uh, they was actually executive producers on this movie. That even gave gave it a uh, so they a big grade to me. They you know, fact check that bitch. Yeah, because you know they actually they they had input on it. Right. Yeah, like they gonna they gonna stop that bitch. If they, that ain't how they went. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I really gave this movie some high grades, man. And the filming of it. The filming of it was great, man. You could tell. It's, it, fit, it fit really good on HBO Max. So I know by watching that, that it'll fit really good on the big the screen the way it was filmed everything. Okay. Unlike The Harder They Fall, The Harder Bruh. They Fall, I wish they would have filmed that in, on, on the big screen. This, yeah. it really fit HBO Max, and, and it could fit the uh, big screen as well. So I really like the way they filmed this. We go hard as fuck in the movies. Yes, yes. Like, yes, all, right, all right, did y'all go to the movies to see Django? Yes. No, I didn't. Boy, I had went to the midnight show and type shit. Shout out to, I, boy, I, that was like the shit when you was younger type shit. Shout out to like old movie theaters that like used to do like with the Avengers and shit when they do the midnight show and stuff. Yeah. When everybody could just come in fucked up and be hyped. But yeah, I went to the midnight show and that bitch and boy. You, as a black person, I feel like you gotta be lit as hell in Django. True. Oh, Django was lit. Yeah, it was lit. Bruh, we ain't have a good cowboy movie in a while so that's why I fucked with the heart of the fall. King Richard has a lot of heart too, man. This movie has a lot of heart. It, um, It's a, like a sort of inspirational feel good thing but even though this how you know that Serena and Venus were really truthful to the story. They even let the let the movie show the flaws that Richard William had as a father and as a as a husband. So that that's a really good part. I thought they were just gonna like try to cherry pick and only put the good stuff in there. They put the they, bad stuff in there as well. And I can really they have a scene that. where like you know the mama was getting on his ass about yeah. like how he had other kids and shit. Yeah, 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 I didn't know he had. I didn't know. I know like they had one other sister. I didn't know he had that many kids. She had three kids before he, she married Richard Williams. Right. Then they had Venus and Serena together, but he have some more kids before they got married too. He have like a son or whatever, and the son showed up on the front porch, and he like, and, oh. and Richard was like, "Oh, my son, he found me." <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Whoa. yeah. So they, they, was, they was, they that's was how that's how them old black couples were. That nigga said he told his old baby mama, "I'm finna go get some cigarettes. So I'll be right back." <laughs> Ten years later, he don't even smoke. Exactly. That's that make it worse. They also show how how he he made a lot. Of decisions while his wife and his wife was fighting to make some decisions too because because Richard wanted to make all the decisions by himself and stuff like that. Okay. And uh and they finally showed the part where he have to like he finally had to let Venus make decisions. This movie is more about Venus growth as a tennis player because that's really the early days and all. Back in the nineties when they first showed up, that was the first one that everybody saw was Venus. Yeah. That was the first one yeah, that inspired her. Venus was the goat. Then you know it was like Serena got cold as fuck too, and it's like damn. I mean she was cold as fuck already. You know then you know Serena started beating niggas ass too. So like but, ah damn. 
Venus was the Venus was the pioneer. She was the first one. She was the first one. Cause I remember like that was that was when I first started seeing black people, black girls and stuff in my schools, the elementary school, talk about with tennis the, and stuff like with that. The beats, with the beats when they yes, popped the beats, out with, with the, the beats, beats, nigga, with flex. Hard every black every black kid in the nineties had though. Every no. black girl in the nineties had them like little black kids. No, you yeah. remember had the ha- you remember the hair kit with the black girl on it. You know how I had the barbershop just for pictures. me, <laughs> right? <laughs> And she's had me dead. So it's it's more about her growth, but um, one conversation you could tell that they didn't leave the uh, Serena part out because uh, one of the best conversations he had when he had he had uh with Serena when she was staring at the at the court because the coaches only wanted to coach Venus at first because she was older and and stuff like that. They didn't they didn't really believe in Serena at first, so they all want to coach her. And then Richard had a conversation with Serena. He said, "I, I wanted you to be in uh, Venus Shadow because I knew you rough and it was tough and you could take it. Venus gonna be the number one player in the world, but you you gonna be the number one player of all time." Bro. And that really got to me, bro. That really got to me, bro. I almost cried. You saying that shit? Goddamn. That really got to me, bro. And when he first had the first conversation with Venus, he was like, he was like, cause she wanted to really play in this tournament, but he didn't want her to play because he didn't think they was ready. Cause right. she was fourteen at the time. Cause you remember back in the day, she was fourteen when she went pro. Yeah, pro she was back young in the day. as hell. Yeah, she she played the number one player in the world at the age of fourteen, and he was like, the journey you about to go on. You got to go walk through that door by yourself. Because you're gonna be representing all every little black girl, and the Elba. whole world gonna be looking at you. So it's so like I, I've seen uh, like small documentaries on their family. It's so crazy how like this man knew. Like you could tell like the stuff he said to his daughters. Like he knew his daughters was gonna be big, bro. And like that's something that like that, that's why we need black fathers and people families, bro. Like that's a prime example because he was fucking flawed. He was flawed, but. Mm-hmm. He, he he had a whole book before they was even born, no, by the way. Yeah. You want to know some wild shit, like, on some black father shit? Like, that is, like, that is, like, one of them archetypes. You know that it's, like, yeah, it's, like, that's that, that's one of them. All right. I'm trying to figure out how to explain it. What's the nigga with the, uh, big, the big ball of life? The nigga, the light skin. LeVar Ball. LeVar Ball. That type of mind frame. He, all right. So, he, it's, like, real deal. You know them fathers that have hella kids because he know, like, a few of them finna be talented as fucking. He just gonna just motivate the fuck out them. Like he fucked up, but one of them gonna be good. Yeah, Lavar got all his kids in the NBA. Yeah, what I'm saying. Like yeah. Richard had that same type of mind frame type shit. True. Like you know, it's like certain ones. Like you ain't shit, but you can motivate niggas to be the shit. Right. And, uh, that's true. Those that's who true. can't do teach. And that, that's the crux of this movie, Dre. You right. The black father thing. And Serena Venus was talking about that. They they wanted that to really be showed the black father thing. Type the shit way like, the way he sacrificed and how they his wife was working two shifts as a nurse man. He was working as a security guard man. And how they had to pay for stuff and right. I, he had to hustle to get them a coach for you free and stuff saying? like that. Yeah. So I like, think I, I think this movie just like really brings a light that like how much a black father is into saying? the family. Like that, like that no, shit is I, big. The, well, Venus and Serena said he wanted, she wanted to show how many black fathers are in the families that are. You know what I'm saying? They don't like, show yeah. that they 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 all want to bring up the other other side. They of know, so yeah, they don't, hey, right. they don't bring up the ain't shit moments. Yeah, no, no, yeah, agreed. Totally you know what I'm saying? Like that's why I like that's why I, say I gotta watch it because it's like one of them like nigga I, I feel that on a personal level like you know nigga, you know I, you know y'all know stories I tell about my goddamn daddy like nigga bad shit crazy but he kind of taught me all right get what I'm saying <laughs> he taught me slightly okay and then, and then that's why I gotta look at him at the times and just talk shit like you ain't shit my nigga but ah you you're slightly honorable and before before we move on from the review a couple more things. The the storytelling was concise. I really liked it. It wasn't too much fat. 
Honestly, they didn't go through a whole bunch of storylines that they couldn't finish, man. They even got, they had the uh, gangster storyline where uh, he was going to the court and this uh this gangbanger was trying to holler at his daughter. Oh. His, uh, his daughter, uh, Tundi, I think that was the oldest one. Okay. And uh, she was 16 at the time, and he told him Ooh. to stop um, trying See, to holler at his daughter or whatever. He went up to him and told him he got jumped at the, oh, at the park. Oh, shit. By, and then uh, he, he got jumped again because he was at the court again at nighttime. They didn't like him by then, and he got jumped again. And, and they, they were like, oh, this nigga came back? Yeah, he came I back. Bet. He came back, and they was talking about his daughter again. They were like, oh, we might pay her a visit. Me and my, all my homies might pay her a visit. And Ooh. he hit him with the tennis racket, and they, and he, they jumped him again. But then he gets his gun that he has for, for a security job. Wait, so is that like the dude. is that like where he was teaching them to play tennis or some shit at the park or some shit? Yeah, yeah, they had oh, to go to okay. the park. You know they from Compton. Yeah. Um. So oh uh, yeah, and the only tennis court is at the. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah so um. So he was about to go shoot this dude at the Ooh. store, and a, a car drove by and lit this dude up. A drive by happened. He was a gangbanger. Oh and after, shit. And after that, they started getting they, people started talking about him, whatever, and started talking about him. And the same gangsters who uh who was friends with the gangbanger who died pulled up behind him and said, "We see what you're doing, old man. We got you, man." So after that, the, the, <laughs> the whole streets was looking out for uh, Serena and Venus. Oh. After that, so so. It was good storytelling, oh, man. Everything's talk- wrapped up good and everything, man. I like how you put that because people don't be yeah. under- knowing shit like that. Like, yeah. I like how. My bad, y'all know I'm with all the G shit type shit. Like, people don't yeah. really deal be seeing that. Niggas, yeah, so, up, niggas just think you crazy, but nah, it's like, no. Yeah. You gotta just think, rethink shit. Yeah, they start, looking, they start looking out for them after that, so. That was up. That's how, and that's another thing. That's how the hood used to be, bro. It's not like that no more. Like, the hood, the hood was treacherous, but if the if you was gonna be a star, if you was gonna be that one that had the ticket, like, the hood would look out for you, and that's kind of what it showed. It ain't even like, that. It's like, can you just make sure? It's like a respect thing. It's like when, like, yeah, they had principles, man. I know yeah. it's like I know who to rob, man. It's like that nigga. These rappers going back to their homes, trying to get back to their hood. They getting shot and stuff, man. That's that's, that's not how it's supposed to be, man. I can say I can say this like honorably, like it's like eight niggas I know right now. If I go to the club and see them, we might fight. But you see what I just said right there? We might. might. Fight ever and like that's one of them known shits. If niggas see us, just like end up just staring at each other for a minute, like hey, ain't even security gonna get that. But you get what I'm saying? At the same yeah. moment, it's a respect thing type shit. We're not gonna shoot each other. We just might beat the shit out of each other. Then the security gonna beat our ass and throw us out. But then we just gonna be like, I got with, hey, I won before we got tackled. Oh my gosh, Dre, your life is like you, you hot. And then show. we gonna walk the fuck off. <laughs> And then niggas gonna be like, I did not know them niggas was still beefed out. I don't even think they beefed out no more. I think they just do this shit to just practice or some shit. But yeah, you know what I'm like saying? It's, it's like, go back, like, it's re- be respectful. Y'all know I'm a street report, because we've had, what, 18 deaths this month off shootings and shit? So it's like, this shit just kind of, you get used to it. But I like when movies that just so that real shit, like, and die uh, before, before and do we, it honorable. Before we end it, I'm up. That's another part Dre just brought up. That's another big part of this movie, respect. Uh, after her first tournament win, they was all in the car bragging and stuff. Uh, and he was like, he was like, just quit all that bragging, man. You gotta show respect. They did a good job. You did a good job respecting. And he was about to leave them at the store <laughs> to walk home by themselves, man, because they didn't want to show respect to they. So I, I, I just, just that- have got a lot of good points. Dre's right, man. That's, that's how I was brought up. Type shit. I felt that shit on a spiritual level. Type shit. <laughs> yes. Like that nigga's real deal. Got hey. That nigga dead ass want to shoot me, but hey, did he? No, he just stared at me like like angry as fuck. My grandma tried to shoot me once. So so grit. Anyways, King Richard. It's eight out of eight point five out of ten for me, man. 
Uh, look out for uh, uh, Will Smith and his co-stars. I think he's gonna have like a uh, supporting actor and actresses uh, okay. for. Uh, so that movie's uh, old boy from. Um, he's getting a couple nominations. From um, Walking Dead is in there. Uh, what the dude who plays Shane? What's his name? I forgot his oh, name. Oh, John Bertha. Yes, he's uh, there. Oh, he's, he's a, a he, hey. He the coach in Florida who gave them chance, who gave them um, the way to move to Florida and all that. So he's he might get supporting actor in this. And uh, so so look out. I'm go watch it, man. HBO Max. King Richard, man, it's a really good movie. Eight point five out of ten, man. It's one of my, it's my favorite movie of the year so far. Favorite okay. movie of the year, man. And the year's, the year's not over, I know, but it's my favorite movie of the year, man. So go watch it, man. <laughs> so, it, man. so despite all the actiony shit that's been coming out, like that's the one right there. Yeah, that's my favorite. movie. I mean, movies ain't really been that good this year, though. If you think about I it. I mean, yeah, but we had some like slightly okay's. Yeah, that's all it's been. Slightly okay's. And maybe one. I mean, nigga, after we've been in at the lockdown, it's like shit. Other than Chang Chi, that was like. And the Harley Fall too, though. Chang Chi. Yeah, that's. I get, well, I gave Chang Chi a seven point five. It was, it was yeah. good, man. You know what I'm saying? It had some heights. You know, it started off kind of rocky at the beginning of the year type shit. You know, Chang Chi was my favorite to uh, King Richard. That was, okay. my, that was my favorite. So the beginning just movie, started though. off rocky type shit. You yeah, know, there's a couple flops movie, at the beginning, but I'm peeping now. Mm-hmm. Watch out! Watch Watch Will Smith, man. He really acting like Rich Will, man. He did a good job acting, man. Is the this posture it, and everything? All right, in a serious Will Smith role, would you say this is best one? I like this better than Pursuit of Happiness. I know because everybody like, like it, Pursuit. Do you like it better than Ali? No, Pursuit. No. Oh, okay, all right. Ali so is that, my favorite Will Smith movie of all. So time. that's so that's his hardest biograph pick, yeah. right? Okay. Ali is Ali is a nine out of ten. Okay, and Ali. I'm a little bit, bi- I'm a little bit, bit of bias on Ali because I grew up in the boxes. My grandpa was great uh, into boxes, so I got grew okay, up on boxing. Yeah, you, that was your shit, regardless type shit. Ali was he, and that's another movie where you know he did a great job on the mannerisms and stuff of Ali and stuff like that. So that was yeah. the one he should have got an actual. You know, he should have got an Oscar for Ali. He should have got an Oscar for Ali. He was nominated, but he didn't get it though. Right. It, this it, is second also, place to Ali wait, for me. Did Jamie Foxx get an Oscar for uh, Ray? I think did he get? I think he got support Oscar because he was a trainer or whatever. I think he got a support Oscar for Ali. I think he did. Jamie Foxx did get an Oscar for but Ray. But did he get? Yeah, I was about to say because if Jamie Foxx can get an Oscar for Ray, Will definitely deserved an Oscar for Ali type shit. Hey, first time I said type shit this whole episode. Boom. I'm getting better, y'all. Nah, you you said it a few times. Fuck. I wouldn't I wouldn't even pay attention. <laughs> that's the first that's the first time I actually caught myself saying it then. <laughs> growth, bro. It's growth. You trying, man, baby? Yeah. Went to see my therapist the other day and shit. She said I'm relapsing, but shit, hey, we out. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm relapsing, but shit, I'm out here. You know, I'm happy. That's all that matter, goddamn. Fuck bipolar depression. Suck oh, no, he didn't get one. He didn't. Uh, he should have got one for that. The best support actor was uh, John Voight. He was the one that was nominated, not Jamie Oh, Trump. that's fucked up. That's like with Django, how uh, the uh, dude that be in our Quentin, I forgot his name, Schultz, got the best supporting actor. He got he won the Oscar for that. Oh, yeah, the dude, the German I, guy. Yeah, I forgot his name, but he go hard as fuck. I like all. Any movie he in, he gonna automatically bring that type of like. Okay, this is, yeah. He he wanted them other like he do. He's an actor, actor. I like I fuck with him. Are right, we gonna go to a quick break? But when we come back, Lexi Rogers, Master Chef top ten finalist, will be joining us after this. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV True Crime Podcast, To Live and Die in LA. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. 
these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for deliverance. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we are back. We got a... This is Neil Strauss host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, 
start having sex and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Uh, thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Very, very special guest with us, uh, MasterChef Top 10 finalist. Uh, an incredible chef, and of course, like I said, she competed on Master Chef. Like this is amazing. Miss Lexi Rogers is here. Hello, guys. How are you doing today? Um, you know, it's kind of rainy, but it's a good day. Really? Day. Yeah, it just got through raining over here in Texas. So yeah, it's been kind of cold over here too. Yeah, we got oh, here with yeah, the coldness. It's been cold. It's been cold. But you're in Virginia, see, I'll get real cold. <laughs> not as cold as Chicago, so you know that's not, that's good. All right, so um, I mean, I, I guess like my first question is like, like how I always wonder because I love reality TV, also I always wonder how did like the process like like go with getting on MasterChef, actually getting to the audition, and what did you do like to get you know to get to that point and everything? Yeah, um, there's a lot. So, um, they, my friend, she sent me this picture saying that they were, you know, taking in submissions. I did a video submission, um, literally had nothing to do with cooking. And then, um, they invited me to come down to Chicago and, um, cook. And so there was like, I don't know, maybe 10, 12 waves of people. Each group had like a hundred to 150 people in their group. And, um, we were supposed to bring food that we already prepared and they have three minutes to plate it in this room. Um, like this like ballroom or whatever. You plate your food, people go around, they, they taste it, they look at it. And then, um, you have callbacks. And then after you get your callback, you go into this other room, you meet with their producers, and then they, they say they'll let you know if they want to, like, go further. Um, if you are selected to go further, there's, like, this enormous list of all these things that they need from you. 
making all these different proteins, um, your favorite dish, making a dessert, like home videos, all that stuff you have to submit to them. And then after that, they put that together in like a little clip and send those to the execs. And then they pick out of those people to fly out to California. Um, and then they they cut about half of us after like a week of being there. Uh-huh. So those guys don't even get to audition on screen. Oh, wow. And then you have on screen auditions. And then Gee, they give out things. Thinking back to your audition, do you remember the dish that you made for your yeah. audition? Do you remember Which, that? my very, very your first very audition. Your very first audition. Your very first audition. Yes. I made, um, I made Zuppa Toscano in a homemade bread bowl. I was trying to be creative because, like, there's nothing to warm your food up. You can't bring anything to warm your food up. So I was like, well, if I make soup and, like, I put in a thermos, then at least they'll have something, like, hot to eat. Right. Um, so I was trying to, I was trying to be smart, but... Yeah, I guess they liked it because, you know, they picked me. So. A bread bowl. So, I never had a bread bowl in my life. What's a bread bowl? I sound bowl? like an Italian dish. Uh, no, what is it called? Cool. Oh, they're great. It literally, in Italian, means Italian soup. Like, it's oh, just okay. That's literally what it means. Um, it's That's like cream paste, cool. got sausage and potatoes, kale, like all that kind of stuff. Mm. And a bread bowl. You've seen, have you ever not seen that on like Panera or something? Where they have, yeah, like, yeah. It's like a, it's like a bowl I have. made mm. of bread. Oh, so I've dated white women before. I've been to Panera. <laughs> Racist! <laughs> Why did you take it uh, this early? <laughs> hey, my voice came back a little bit right there. So I gotta get mad to get my voice back. <laughs> well, uh, okay, so one of my favorite persons in, in TV history is Gordon Ramsay. Shut up, Elijah. You shut up right now. You don't say anything. So, how? but like, not for, for real. Being around Gordon Ramsay, Joe, and, you know, all the other, like, famous judges, because they had a lot of heavy hitters that came in this season. Like, how was that? How, like, what was that like? Nerve-wracking. <laughs> really? I mean, he, he, well, you know, he's arguably one of, like, the best chefs in the world right now. Yeah. And um, He's worth so a billion dollars. Right. Besides the fact that, like, he's super famous, has a bunch of TV shows and, like, whatever, all that stuff. He knows food and, like, he knows good food. And so, mm-hmm. like, to cook for him and know that he's going to taste, like, what you made, that's mm-hmm. scary. How many I'm, times did you get yelled at? Um, not as many as you would think. Okay. You don't yell much it's, on MasterChef. It's not really a yelling. It's more of, like, they give you one of those faces, like, are you sure you want to make that? You know, like, one of, <laughs> one of those things. Okay. Joe, like, okay, Joe is, like, nobody likes Joe. Like, <laughs> but uh, and he kind of grew on me. Like I used to like him, but I, now I kinda, like this season. He was really dope this season. Like he he come out he come out of nowhere and be like, I actually like this dish. I'm like, what the heck? But like, I, like even Gordon Ramsay said, like he's real snobby though. Yeah, we um, me and Joe had an interesting relationship that they didn't show, which was that made me sad. But um, mm-hmm. I told them that like I I know you're gonna give me looks. On my dishes, and you're gonna try to like convince me to either make or not make something by how you look at me. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Oh, you know, so you can tell, huh?" I was like, "Yeah, I can tell." <laughs> anyway, and then, and then we were just cool after that. Um, no, he's chill. He's he's chill. Mm-hmm. I I think he's you gotta like earn his respect. You know, he doesn't just give it out. Yeah, he looks and like then, one of those he, Italians. That's why. Yeah, know. yeah. He's oh a, no. Yeah. So wait, God. <laughs> So, uh, no, I'm all right, never mind. Nope. Y'all heard that one though, right? <laughs> yeah, we, we heard it. Yeah, we heard it. Snacks, yeah. I fucking hate you. <laughs> I'm Next sorry. Year, uh, let's, say, let's say you had to come to a family reunion, me and my brother then was having. So, all of us are there. And you had to bring one dish to the family reunion. 
What dish do you think you will bring to the family reunion? To the family reunion? Yeah. Um, well, I'm a, I'm gonna bring my the dish I got eliminated off of because that was some BS. Because that dish. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what we were talking about before the show. I'm okay. You're like, can't believe she got eliminated on that. I messaged you on Instagram. I don't know if because from my personal page, I was like, that chick was not too salty and that cornbread oh. was yeah that was me that was not okay. too sweet I was like no you no. didn't and Gordon Ramsay no. Gordon Ramsay is usually nice with the black dishes I'm just saying he's usually <laughs> nice but he, I'm like what are you talking about Damn. they were tripping oh, okay I'm gonna give you a little tea um, mm-hmm. so this is a conspiracy between the cast right so yeah. I was I was pregnant on that show mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and they knew that and they didn't make it a part of the show after they like finished the editing and stuff, but everybody knew. And the day that I got eliminated, we um, we filmed two challenges and they shut down production due to COVID. Mm-hmm. And they didn't start production back up until three days after I had my daughter. Mm-hmm. Right? And wow. I'm looking at the dishes and I'm like, it's really interesting that one, you would say my chicken is too salty mm-hmm. and that like it wasn't balanced. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. It was balanced. It was good. It might not have been like it wasn't no lamb chops or nothing, you know. Yeah, but like it wasn't like it wasn't a bad dish, and I don't think that I deserve to to go home off of that. Uh, what was all in the dish? Chicken and what else? Uh, yeah, fried chicken, uh, collard greens, oh, um, cornbread, uh, and sweet potatoes. Ah, uh, she wouldn't want in my heart. Gorgeous, she gorgeous dish. <laughs> right, bro. Yeah, bro. And that, like, and okay, and this is the one thing, amazing thing that that I got from the show. You're married. You you have a family of four. Is it a family of four still, or was it three. family of three? You well, I have three kids and my husband. Three. Okay, so all y'all together, you feed them off of forty dollars a week. Wow, that's that's yeah. I, I don't even I, I don't even eat off of that like what we like I'm you just saying you good ain't it you yeah. know how to make it work <laughs> we eat a lot of pasta pasta's really cheap oh it's life saving so mm-hmm. um, and it's you know it's definitely gone up like when when I said that I did $40 a week that was that's almost two years ago now so like my kids were a lot younger yeah um they didn't eat as much and uh, yeah, it was just it was just easier to do. Now we definitely don't. Now it's probably more to like eighty, maybe like hundred dollars. That's week, still amazing. Like <laughs> it's still yeah, it's still, it's still budget cooking. That's good. Like but like budgeting is one thing I'm terrible at. So when I see people that can budget, I'm like, yeah, that's that's dope. Like to be able to do, and then you know, like that's that's one of the superpower black women have, like to be able to do stuff like like turn like a little amount of money into something amazing when it comes to like putting food on the table. So that's dope. Yeah, thank you, thank you, I appreciate that. So so I seen that you have uh that you you started a business. Can you elaborate a little bit more on more on that? Yes, um, it's it's kind of on the back burner right now because we've moved to like three different states within the past like two months. Mm-hmm. Um, but I started a business, Ellis Family Kitchen. Um, I made primarily Philly cheesesteaks and um, chicken mm-hmm. cheese sandwiches, oh. and then I did like. Like wedding cakes, birthday cakes, that kind of things, like catering events and stuff like that. Okay. Um, I did a little bit of meal prep. That wasn't as popular as my sandwiches, so I probably won't start that back up again. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, that was my favorite food, and people were like, "Oh, I want to taste your food," and I'm like, "All right, well, that's what I'll make for you." <laughs> so, where were you basing your business at? Um, it was just coming out of my home. Okay. Yeah, so I would put, I would have people put in their orders. Uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then they would either get delivered Friday or Saturday. My friends do that. Uh, my friends. That's called a, the drug dealer method. <laughs> <laughs> no, my friends. Uh, shout out my friends. Yeah, for me, 
Yeah, I'm not trying to buy a surplus of products if people are not going to buy it. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> my friends have their own Mexican restaurant that they run out of their house. Like it's Brewer. I can't say it Brewer, but yeah, like it's it's really like it's really dope method that they do, and they do it all through like the uh, the um, rideshare apps, like DoorDash and everything like that. You should you know you know um, restaurants starting to do good in Texas, so you might you know you and your family might should move you know move on down to Texas. Yeah, I mean my husband's in the military, so like we kind of got to stay where we. Oh, whatever they send you, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of military in Texas. Wherever the chief sends us, we gotta go. Well, you might have a a shop overseas coming soon, maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Italy is one of our options, so. Oh, Oh, you should definitely. And you like making pasta, too? Like, I do. oh, I do. yes. I actually wanted to live in Italy for a while and like find a kitchen and study, study there. Yeah. yeah. It'd be like Spaghetti Fight Club. <laughs> 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 yeah, it'd be fun. It'd be fun. So, do you still run that business right now? Um, yes and no. I still do my cakes. Mm-hmm. Um, my sandwiches I haven't done yet. It's just it just takes a lot of time. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, we've we haven't been here very long. I'm still like setting up my house and stuff. So, oh, okay. there's a lot of things happening. Also, I'm working on a cookbook. Oh, that's cool. Oh, yeah. That that's gonna be the I'm one. Kind of putting a lot of my energy on that right now. Seeing as though, seeing as though we're a comic book and movie show, focus show, can you give us a few of your favorite like movies growing up or cartoons growing up or anything like that that you had or, growing up as a child or now? Can you give us just some of your favorite movies from now. The or anime. That your kids make you watch. Or anime. Anything. Or anime. Uh-huh. My husband's my husband loves anime, so I have, I try to watch some of the stuff with him. He's made you do it. Huh? That's a good man. <laughs> That's a good man. But I make him watch Friends, so you know. Oh yikes! Oh, what? Oh, what? Friends no. is dope. Here we go. Friends, Friends is what? The worst show I, <laughs> I hate. Friends. How dare you? Oh, Eli I mean. hates Friends. I hate yeah. Friends. This is the most overrated show ever. Anyways, uh, <laughs> let's go back to you. I don't want to get into this rant. Let's go back to you. <laughs> um, no, I really liked, um, what was that show? AOT. We watched that one. I really liked that one a lot. Attack on Titan. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm waiting for the, the last season. Mm-hmm. I want to, I don't like to like watch the episodes. I want to binge it up. You know what right. I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. For it all to come out so you can watch that. And I know I, this is going to sound really lame. I know that um, it's not. I don't, I don't know. I wouldn't really call it anime, but like Avatar, I really like that show. We Man, love we Avatar. Avatar. What are you yeah, talking about? As long as you're not talking shut about Korra. Up, shut up, Elijah. Shut up, Elijah. Y'all shut up. Y'all, y'all leave Korra alone. You leave Korra out of this. You like <laughs> you like Korra, don't you? Legend of no, Korra. I hope not. Yes. Thank you. Okay. So yeah, yeah, shut up. Real quick. They hate Legend of Korra. I don't know why. I like but it. Legend of Korra was ass, man. No. <laughs> <laughs> It's true. It was. Oh, it wasn't. It was horrible. Uh, um, yeah, other than that, like movies and stuff, I don't really, I don't know. I, I like, um, I'm not into horror at all. Um, I like movies that make you think, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So like uh, Inception mm-hmm. and uh, like that kind of stuff. Have you seen Tenet? Yes. Oh, Tenet was my yes. shit. Yeah. I had to watch I watched it and then I watched like the video on YouTube that was kinda of giving a little Explain backstory. It, it, yeah, and then I had to watch it again. So I'm like, this just messed up my mind. I think I'm gonna have to do that because I don't understand nothing that's going on in that movie. You gotta all. watch it like three times. I'm slow. It's really but, yeah. But everything it's just really started making sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. But it's, and it still don't really kinda good. make sense, but you get enough of it. Uh, 
<laughs> okay, so moving back to MasterChef, which one uh, of the competitors was your favorite? And let's say which one was your least favorite, if you feel like answering that question. You got spicy, uh, well, loaded questions. My favorite was my boy Tay. I think we were both pretty open about that. That you know, The dude with black. the dreads, right? Yeah. The radio person. Yeah, he was cool. Yeah, that was, that was my homie. Mm-hmm. Um... Other than that, um, you don't have to answer the second question if you don't want to. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna not answer that one. Yeah, talk that sad. I'm not gonna answer that one. Somebody gonna, <laughs> somebody gonna email you like, really? Yeah, uh huh. <laughs> we we all have like a um, we're all in a messenger group together, uh-huh. and I'm not trying to get talked about. In the group. <laughs> no, see, uh, yeah, let's move on. <laughs> oh, I'm just gonna put out there. I'm the type of person who who mute the group messages thing. I'm in a whole bunch of groups right now, and they all muted. I'm just letting you know right now. <laughs> we <laughs> muted. I'm muted everyone. Yeah, we <laughs> muted. He muted us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mute everything. I don't have time for all that beeping. Go ahead, Baku go. the type of person pop up in a group text like every three weeks, <laughs> or if he needs something. Yeah. No, I I never talk to. I never write back. But <laughs> I like to know what they're doing. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like. Oh, I got okay. I got. I, I can ask this least favorite. What was your least favorite competition at the chef in the Master Chef? Like my least favorite challenge. Yeah, your least favorite challenge. Um. And what was your favorite? My favorite challenge was the baking challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't bake at all before I went on the show, and I did well that challenge. Mm-hmm. And I think it kind of like I think it, it made me realize I was scared for like no reason, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So that was cool. And then I would say my least favorite challenge. We had like this like seafood box. Um, that was whack. Mm-hmm. I hated that. <laughs> like there was like there was like prawns in there and like uni. Yeah. And um, I remember that I challenge. Know, I'm like, what am I supposed to do with this? You know, what I'm <laughs> like I have no idea what to do with it. It just yeah, I was just ready for that day to be over. I honestly thought I was going home, and then you know, Tay said that he forgot his uni. Oh yeah, I remember like, that. That's the episode he left. I was like, dang. Yeah. They they you know you know, you know the the show it like it really it really does a good job at like making you like feel more connected with the the people that's in the show. You know, they do a really good job at that. Like, I think it's interesting that you say that because uh-huh. um, I felt like our season was trash. I thought they did a terrible job. Um, um, like, <laughs> letting the viewers know who we are as people and you know like all of, like the background stuff like it wasn't to me personally uh-huh. I felt like it wasn't really exciting um we didn't do a lot of like uh I don't know like team challenges uh-huh. fun games like you know like there was no like oh she didn't perform now she's got a cook in the bottom like nothing like that you know what I'm saying so yeah I was kind of bummed out about that and I think we had a really dope group of people, and we didn't really get to see their personalities that well. Hmm. So. Well, I guess they really did a good job at editing, like the small-minded people like me. Did you just, did you just hear us say that they didn't even know she was pregnant from the editing? Yes, a lot of still. I didn't know that. How am I supposed? To, I didn't know that until now. They didn't want you to know that. Right? The camera they did does a good job at that at times. They yeah. they'll clip it a little bit, so it's only showing <laughs> up. Mm-hmm. Type up. But, I mean, I was barely pregnant, maybe like eight weeks when it started. So, mm-hmm. you know, oh, yeah, you weren't showing, showing. So, yeah, they weren't going to see much, but still. Mm-hmm. I was nice. sick, though. 
Oh, I was really? Oh, yeah, that's like right in around that time. Oh, it was terrible. Mm. And everybody's cooking something different. There's all this different, smells, oh. different smells. Yeah. No, that was bad. Oh no, that fish challenge <laughs> must have been horrible. Yeah. Terrible. <laughs> I know. I know they're they're bogus with that chicken because I tasted some of it. I was like, oh, this is fire, and I couldn't eat nothing. Like nothing yeah. tasted good. And I took a bite of that chicken. I was like, yeah, this is good. And, like, Two, uh, and the person who said it was the person I thought was going to say it was good, which is Gordon Ramsay. He said that it was too salty, and he said that uh, it was too sweet. I'm like, what? Are you kidding me? Like, okay. All right. Well. Protein and sweet goes together. Yes. So, it does. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. It's fine. Mm. I'm, I've said my piece. I'm just saying. Cool. It was, I'm just saying the black people left the show pretty quickly this season. <laughs> Putting it out there. <laughs> Little right. <racist>. Um, <laughs> hey, you want you want a kill streak today, huh, Snacks? I, I am, bro. I'm sorry. You done went against everybody. Fuck. Boy, <laughs> I love that. I'm one in two shit. You start talking about food, he starts getting really offensive about her, man. You start talking about food, man. <laughs> He started taking it seriously out here when he started talking about food, man. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I love the show, though. Master Chef, I love everything Gordon Ramsay does. I've been great. watching the show for a long time. So having a Master Chef top 10 on here is feels amazing. So before we uh, before log we let off. You go. Let okay, Logic, go. Yeah. I got a couple of questions that Damn, I have to ask. Damn, cut his ass off quick. That I always got <laughs> I know, right. First of all, Batman or Superman? Batman oh, or Superman? Yeah. Top three. Okay, okay, the questions. Batman. Okay. Why? Wow. Yes! Yes. Why? 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 Superman's a little. He's a little. In. <laughs> he's a little. In. I got one. Yeah. Way. Batman though. Okay. Batman is smart. Mm-hmm. He got money. He know how to. He know how to. Um. How to. He's got the, like all that inventing stuff. He's got like his little gadget belt and all. he don't even have powers. You know, he's just a regular schmegler just like me and you. Mm-hmm. And he out there competing with people who actually. Right. You know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? Batman, out Batman. broke it down. Batman out here snitching on poor black folks, and y'all like him. Okay, that's cool. No, he didn't. That's cool. No, he didn't. That's he cool. took out most mo- mostly mobsters. Marvel over DC. Marvel over DC for sure, hands down. Okay, but, you lost me. I'm out. Okay, why? Why? <laughs> why? I'm there. For yes. That. Are you talking about like movie wise or comics? And yeah, because like, oh, just overall. Where we at? You gotta, you gotta uh, be specific when you you when you. Hit okay, that definitely one. Marvel movies are much better than DC. Right, movies. Okay, I agree okay. with that. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's that's. I a agree given. with that. <laughs> that's a given. Last um, question. As far, as far as comics go, I'm a little, I just, I'm a little biased because I like the characters in Marvel better. I can understand it. I respect and Marvel that. characters. Uh, Marvel comics are way deeper than the sh- than the cartoons and the shows. Anyways, they way more well, darker than you. Well, I feel like all books and comics are they get deeper than the movie show. Yeah, mm-hmm. I got one more question for you. If you had to okay. be on another reality show, any other reality show, Survivor Challenge, any of that stuff, what reality show would you pick to be on? <laughs> <laughs> um, um, they're gonna be mad at me for this, but I don't really watch reality TV, oh. so. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. <laughs> uh, besides the chef, I didn't really, I didn't really watch any of that stuff. Um, let me see. Total drama out? No, I'm just total drama. Out. Definitely not. <laughs> Definitely not. Okay, okay, okay. So there's this, um, there's a show on Netflix about like the leftovers. You know, you know what I'm talking about? No. So they have like leftovers. You go in the fridge and there's like a bunch of leftovers and you got to make a new dish. I know what you're talking about. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. That would be fun. That would be fun. I do this shit every day. Right. (laughs) Pretty much. Everything else, they keep that. (laughs) 
All right, Xavier, we close it out. Well, we're gonna close it out. Uh, you're our second chef that we've had on on, on the show. Shout out to Trendy Chef. Um, and so, and this was another amazing interview with the chef. So, thank you again for joining us. And before we close out, I just want to let you, you know, if you want to plug anything in, let people know what you're doing, where you're gonna be at, and everything. You know, this is your opportunity. Go ahead. Oh, I'm dead. <laughs> yeah, you did. Um, I mean, follow me on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Underscore Lexi Rogers. L E X Y R O G E R S. Um, I have I post my family, my cooking, um, any updates that I have going on. It's like my business and stuff. You'll see all that there. Mm-hmm. So, other than that, <laughs> catch me at your local Walmart. <laughs> 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 hey, Walmart used to be lit at three a.m. I don't know what y'all talking about. Like, yeah, I'm mad. Though. I mean, recognize me at the at the Walmart self checkout. They're like, "Are you Lexi from Massachusetts?" I'm like, "Yeah, what's up?" Man, how you doing? <laughs> That's always so crazy to me because I don't I don't think about myself like that, you know. And people are like yeah. shocked hey. to see. I'm like I didn't do nothing. Like what are you tripping about? Fuck that! You That's was on that hoe cooking. <laughs> Using yeah. I was doing what I would do in my own kitchen, so it doesn't. It's the best you know, of them. I'd get hype as hell and randomly ask for a photo. That's mm-hmm. like <laughs> yep. Oh my gosh, it's Lexi. Yes. Oh. <laughs> You should not have got fucking kicked out. <laughs> I start getting hype as hell. Thanks, guys. Thank you. All right. So we come to another end of an incredible episode. Big shout out to Lexi Rogers for joining us today. Y'all make sure y'all go follow her on Instagram uh, and check her out, man. She's an incredible cook. She's doing it big. Uh, all right. Let's uh, close out. Dre, let's start with you. Uh, popcorn to zombie on all platforms. So yeah, I, I, I figured out with it, I'm a variety gamer, so I be playing a lot of different shit. I tried to make a schedule, you know, with Persona Mondays. I'm bringing Persona Mondays back, but you know, I, it's a lot of shit been coming up. So I've been grinding on shit. I'm on death loop and a lot of shit, but uh, next week I'm gonna start trying to, you know, for the next two weeks, I'm gonna be trying to, you know, go on and get that. Five more followers, I'm at 50 followers, and y'all already know what that means when I hit 50 followers. I just gotta put the time in and, you know, get other shit. Other than that, I'm just chilling at work on social media. Hit me up, y'all not. Shout out to everybody with the last gamer standing. I made it to the second round. Shout out to everybody that voted. No, I was sharing the fuck out I, I really appreciate it. I'm in a competition where if you win, you get $25,000 and two pages in Game Informer. Understand, the money is going to be always help regardless, but two pages in Game Informer is for life. I'm just saying. And I'm going to flex out if I got to do it because I'm definitely doing a photo shoot for that. But, uh, and then, you know, all the, the link for that is on my social media shits. Go listen to that. I mean, go click the link. It's on my Instagram. If you're on Facebook, it's on there. I'll be pinned on Twitter, too. Go vote. Just know, if I win, big ass pizza party. Everybody's invited. Everybody's invited. And pizza party is a code name, so shout out to everybody that parties. <laughs> Tony? VX Fashion on all platforms. Give me a follow. Like Dre, I talk back. Uh, Battlefield 2042 is probably the biggest disappointment of the year for me. Oh, <laughs> shit. I was gonna buy it. Thank God. Okay, so it, boom. Alright, I'm done with first persons for the first for till next year. It's fucking awful. The, the only th- like, if you're gonna, if you're thinking about buying it, wait two years. Uh-oh. Wait, Halo, on the other hand, has been the best. They surprise released it this week. It was amazing. It was the multiplayer, it is amazing. wasn't it? Or was it the actual? Yeah, the multiplayer, yeah. yeah. The campaign still drops December 8th, okay. but the multiplayer they released early for the 20th anniversary for Xbox. Oh, uh, wait. It, do you? If you got Game Pass, do you got it? It's it's free to play, just all around. Oh, you damn. You don't even need Game Pass. You can even play it on Steam. 
I might get there. It's amazing. Okay, everybody. It. The day has come. I have a social media handle change, man. My name has changed on social media, man. Bum, bum, bum. Just gonna put it out here, man. Instagram. My new name is the son Eli, the real son Eli, man. Why? I took my inspiration from Goku. That's why. Yes. So, <laughs> so Goku. So I took my inspiration from that. So uh, on Instagram is uh, the real son Eli. I also on Twitch, man. I've been streaming some TFT, man. I've been streaming some oh, some damn, Valorant. What? So, Marco on Twitch? What? So follow me on Nigga Twitch. Nigga ain't on, tell you know, nobody. The son Eli. I ain't tell nobody Twitch. shit. Follow me on Twitch at the son Eli. The follow me Eli. first, nigga, and then I'ma follow you and then spam your ass. T H E S O N Eli. And then Instagram is the real son Eli. So T H E R E A L S O N Eli. So follow me, man. New handle, new changes, man. So yeah, follow it me. Xavier. Uh, just make sure y'all following the Trap Nurse Podcast, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. As always, y'all. Just just make sure y'all following us. Keep up the good work. We're almost at a thousand followers. Hopefully by this episode release, we can get to a thousand followers. But get us up to a thousand followers, y'all, so we can, you know, spread the word, spread the trap nurse love, y'all. And uh appreciate we just hit over a hundred subscribers on YouTube. Appreciate you guys for uh, checking out the YouTube page. Listen to the Trap Nurse Podcast doing Christmas, Christmas dinner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but uh, yeah we appreciate all the support and everything follow me on Facebook Twitter Instagram EXMENPG XMENPG and TikTok uh, I started back writing uh, arrived on scene the book should be I'm not gonna say it's gonna I'm not gonna say like when it's gonna be released but it, it, it's it's not gonna be long before I release uh, book number two which uh, I know the first chapter is gonna base solely on bestiality because I was on yeah I was talking to I was talking to uh, the people on Humane Roundup, uh, and yeah, people need to know about what's going on with bestiality, y'all. And, and I want to put that in the book. And it's, do they? They do. It's crazy. It's some crazy stuff. Show, it's not. It's not. Show? It's not like no weird like stuff. But it's some crazy deep rooted stuff. Like Can we please you, call the show. That is, like bestiality is really weird stuff. Off time. It's what? animal cruelty. It's mind you, it's animal cruelty, and we do have to investigate animal cruelty. Can we so. Uh, but yeah, um, that also, and you know that's it, man. And this we hope Trap you Nurse all Podcast. had a happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, happy Thanksgiving. My brain hurts. Listen to the Trap Nurse Podcast every Monday on the Black Effect Podcast Network, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcast. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. 
Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love at First Listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.